Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're back, episode 44 of the Morse Code Podcast. Um, we're just going to get right into it this time. We've got Mike Garabasio. Hope I pronounced that correct. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Italian if you couldn't tell. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then we got uh, Mr. Dragonfly Jones, yes, sir. a.k.a. Tyler. Yes, um, sir of internet and and twitter fame as well as mike but anyways uh these guys are, are both from the jenkins and joan podcast if you listen to episode 43 we had lejethro jenkins on great time and he helped us connect with you guys so yeah here we are episode 44 the rick fox celtics edition ah good call good call <laughs> how we how we doing fellas yeah how are you guys I'm good, man. I, I am good. still on a, a Clippers slander yeah, I high. Can tell. <laughs> that shit is coursing through my veins. I it feels so good. We Guardian were, uh, was saying that you don't even sleep much, but I can't tell because I assume that you've just got like you just got like Clippers hatred just pumping through <laughs> Clippers your Clippers one-liners yeah, Clippers coming out. fuels me. It <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know what? I, I, I'm, I don't even hate the Clippers. They're just – it's yeah. just so easy to clown them. And it's sure. so fun to clown them. You know what I mean? Like, like they, they haven't done anything to me to make me hate them. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? They are fucking harmless. They're, they're fucking clowns who keep tripping over their own feet. Like, that's what they <laughs> are. You know what I mean? Yeah. So have you always been a Laker fan? Oh, no. I'm a, I'm a Bron fan. Bron um, fan. Okay. Yeah, Just yeah, making I'm sure. A Bron but fan. like, good Bron, point. Yeah. Yeah. Bron was always my favorite. Well, not always my favorite player. He became my favorite player on that 25 straight night first Detroit in 07. That's uh-huh. when I was like. This is the guy right here. And then 2016, that's when I officially thought, like, this is the best motherfucker I've ever seen playing basketball. So that's kind of like, mm-hmm. like the course that I'm taking with Brian. I don't think Tyler and I, I don't think we've ever talked about this, but that was the night. That's like one of my favorite, probably five sports watching experiences of my life. Because that was mm-hmm. that that Pistons game was the day we um, me and all my friends from college graduated college together. Oh, and our really? friend, our friend's dad had rented a house that they were staying in in Long Beach. And it was like, I grew up in Long Beach. I'd never been in a house this big in Long Beach before. It rented this huge ass house. So we had like, honestly, probably 40 of our friends like watching that game together. Mm-hmm. And it was just like the purest, like everyone yelling out, oh shit together. <laughs> like yeah. every time he scored. And, mm-hmm. and, but you were aware at the same time, we we're about to like become adults and like leave college and go be grownups. Uh-huh. Like this dude's our fucking age. Like, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that yeah. was special, man. I remember that night this, in, in the, 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 the pre-Twitter dark ages, I was calling all my homies like, do y'all see Bron? Are y'all watching Bron? All right, bye, man. We'll talk later. Like, I called like four or five of my homies just to tell them, if you're not watching Bron, watch Bron right now. You guys got TNT? Turn shit on. Channel 33. It's live. Yeah, I remember that vividly. days. See number 23 on Cleveland? Yeah. So yeah, in case uh, in case anyone listening to this isn't like I don't know if, you, I, if you're listening to this show, then you must be like somewhat of a basketball fan. Clippers mm. were up three uh, one in a series against the Denver Nuggets, and then I don't know if you went into a coma, you woke Spoiler up. Spoiler alert! All of a sudden, it's Lakers Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals, and Twitter was a fucking madhouse on <laughs> what was that uh, Tuesday night? 
Yeah. And I, I was following along with you two, and then I, and then I hopped on um, uh, LeJethro's live show on Dunkbait, and I was just like, dude, I could stay up all fucking night reading this. Like, I don't even have to. <laughs> it's better than the game. Jokes off myself. And I was like, no, I'll, I'll just sit back and, and spectate here. But was that not the best night of 2020 by far? Oh, yeah, yeah, easily, easily. That was – it was – I mean, I, I think a big part of it was that, you know, it was a hell of a night, but there was still a part of us that knew that the Clippers were going to Clipper in this moment. You know what really? I mean? Yeah, I, I, I feel like, I feel like you know, 2016 when Braun beat the Warriors, mm-hmm. a lot of us didn't think that was going to happen. And, and right. you know, there was that euphoria that was running through Twitter. But, like, uh, you know, that Tuesday night when the Clippers lost, it was kind of a, yeah, we fucking knew. These, they're the Clippers. What, do you, what did you expect? It was like yeah, yeah. that was coursing through Twitter. You know what I mean? Did you guys think that going into the game though? Like, did you realize? Because I did not. No way. Me neither. Um, you thought there was a good chance they could lose. I I I thought the Clippers were going to win. I I want to say I had it as a lock that they were going to win. And once it was what a fifty six fifty two at halftime, yeah. I was like, Denver is going to do this yeah. shit, man. <laughs> was, yeah, bro. I I think that makes it even better. The fact that it was somewhat competitive at halftime. Mm-hmm. And then it's just all right. Let's, let's sit back and let the Clippers. Out. Let's let the Clippers be the Clippers and see what happens. But yeah. man, that was crazy because that was again. I mean, that I I was I went to bed before the game ended, and it was one of those things where I woke up and I was like, woke up kind of half asleep. I was like, oh shit, I got to see who won last night. And I go to ESPN and refresh it, and I was like, I saw that, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm going to take a breath, get some shit done. Because when I open Twitter, it's going to be a bloodbath, I'm sure. And it it certainly did disappoint. You you saw that 16-point win that they had. (laughs) And, like, that's – I think – I tweeted this today, I think, when you guys were talking about it. After all the slander and all the jokes and everything, I still think this is being somewhat downplayed how bad this was. Like, they Mm -hmm. didn't lose. They got blown out. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George had arguably the – you genuinely – Genuinely can't do any worse. It's zero points in the fourth quarter. Second yeah. half was like a five for something. I mean, have you guys seen anything like this? I mean, outside of like the funny part of it, Clippers being the Clippers, this is all-time choke job, all-time bad, no? Um, it is. At least in recent years. Like I will say this, this, is, this, this is, I'm going to get specific as fuck here, but okay, I will say this, this is the <laughs> worst second half performance I've ever seen in a game seven from a duo that people put championship hopes on. Is that specific enough? Of course. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Like I was reading something earlier today. It's like, think last year, there were articles written last year about the great Kawhi Leonard, the greatest individual playoff run of all time. Like something something along that narrative to go from that to this in one year is just all the off season hype, all the, you guys joke about all the time, the, the new balance billboards and like all that (laughs) shit. And uh, it's just like you can't make this shit up. But then lights over spotlights. Seriously, and then there's a little asterisk at the bottom, but it's the Clippers. Like this shit's supposed to happen one way or another. And then you throw Paul George in that mix, and it's just a lot of a lot of not good things um, for sure. But it definitely made for uh, like like well, we said. It depends earlier. on your perspective because from my from my perspective, there were quite a few good things. You know, I mean, <laughs> that was like mm-hmm. the purest, most uncomplicated form of happiness that uh, I have experienced in six or seven months. So yeah, yeah I get it. It's, 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 it's like we said yes. that, that the, the Clippers, being the Clippers, 
will, uh, gave us a sense of normalcy in a very unnormal time. You know what yes. I mean? Oh. So, so like the Clippers being the Clippers is like fucking comfort food. You know what I mean? It's like a fucking quilt on a cold day and shit. Yes, that's a very, I, very fair point. I don't even know what's possible for that team going forward. Like, let's say they run it back next year. Oh, I feel like that team is too, besides Kawhi, although Kawhi like didn't play well um, in that la- in that game or fourth quarter, but they're just going to have this in the back of their minds all season next year. Always. I don't, I don't know how the fuck, like, Doc Rivers has the most secure job in America, apparently, because <laughs> they said that he's coming back already. Oh, he yeah. is? Yeah, I saw that too. You know, I, can, I, you know, I don't think that's that ridiculous of a move because you bring a new guy in and you've got Kawhi and PG who can bolt the fuck out. You know what I mean? That's if, a good if, point. Yeah. If Doc is, is PG and Kawhi's guy, then you ride that shit out. At least yeah. is he still their guy? I mean, I like, I mean, what's the pitch? You know what I mean? Like, how are you trying to get someone to come to the Clippers right now? Like, hey, I know you're reading all these Excellent reports. Question. I know that it's the, I know that no one in America is getting clowned more than us. And I know you're reading all these reports that we have no chemistry and we all hate each other. But, <laughs> but, but, like, I, I mean, but like, the silver lining, <laughs> <laughs> we are hiring. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it was just a big, a big, a big wasted opportunity because, like you said, it's always been the same story with the Clippers. You know, second, second tier team in Los Angeles. You know, they had some new, new uniforms, some new logos, a new feel, and they just totally fucking go out and flop. And it's like, granted, at this point, it's not going to make matters any better if if the Lakers go and win the title this year in that building. Um, come next year, hopefully, if we're back in the buildings. But yeah, I, I don't know. One, one, one question I had for you guys was, I mean, we talked about all this, the slander online. You had your show come out today and we both listened to the episode too, but what, what were some of your favorite, you know, like Clipper one-liners or jokes or, or you know, quote unquote slander that you guys kind of came across over the last, last couple of days? Oh, man, There's a really, oh, the, no, the best one was, um, who was it? I heard today. Um, Paul George is the the LeBron James of Chris Middleton's <laughs> something yeah. along those lines. That, that might so be good. yeah, that might get my up goal. there. That was perfect, man. <laughs> Remember, yeah. I was listening to that at lunch, and I was like, "It's one of those things where you have to stop, think about it. It's like, <laughs> it's like this is that's sick. accurate as fuck. Yeah. Like it yeah. makes such perfect sense. Yeah, it's a, it's, a perf- it's a perfect line. I like that one. I liked uh, uh, PG thirteen percent. Uh, <laughs> I've seen that one. It was uh, there was a yeah, it was there was a lot. It was definitely it was kind of like if you've ever been in a writer's room, it was just like basically all of America was just like spitballing <laughs> Clippers like one-liners for like twelve hours straight. So <laughs> yeah, I was about to say it was like all of uh, all of America just turned into Saturday Night Live. Here's the joke. Let's go. <laughs> We're rolling. <laughs> um. Getting into the uh, a little more specific with the Clippers, well, like uh, I'm sure you guys have uh, have plenty more hatred to go around. But what do you think of the? Because you you talked about this on the episode today. What do you think of the whole Doc Rivers, Paul George, Cali Rivers mm, triangle? Yeah, that's. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like we, we talked about this a bit because we were talking about when when Seth Curry called Paul George a yeah. bitch when when Paul George was not even really in the play. <laughs> like, yeah. like that was the shit Seth just wanted to get off his chest in that moment, yes. bro. Um, but yeah, um, um, you know I that, can, that you can say. What do you think about it? That you can say. I, shit, man. I, I'll answer the question as a father. That like to me, 
I care about go. my job. <laughs> I put a lot of effort into my job, but like, mm-hmm. there's things more important than your job, bro. You know what I mean? And that like, couldn't be me. That's all I say. You know what I mean? I just. So you me, mean, do you mean I, from like Doc Rivers perspective? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? It's just like, we're, <laughs> I we, I, I, if I'm going to see you a hundred times this season, we're going to have a hundred fist fights this season, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like uh, it is yeah. what it is. <laughs> And then, and then let's let's not lose sight of the fact that this is Paul George, bro. He's not even worth it. This isn't right. LeBron. This isn't Anthony right. Davis. You know, oh, I mean, they this get a is, pass. Yeah, yeah this they is Paul George. This is the dude who's gonna go fucking one for seven in the second half of a game seven. That's what you're putting up with here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe if it was like Paul Pierce, because <laughs> <laughs> I think Sopa, you said I think wasn't Austin Rivers part of the trade? To get Paul George, who's part of the transaction somehow, right? He, From the he helped facilitate it. I think, I think he was Christ. traded so that they could then make the Paul George trade. All right. So let's dump my son and let me bring in the guy who cheated on my daughter, knocked up a stripper. Stripper, I believe, well, big, big, big move here. I believe he offered to pay for the abortion, if I remember correctly. <laughs> so that, that's a, that's. Yeah, it's a nice, nice touch, nice ad. Pocketed that money. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then, um, and then they meet in the first round. And dude, like the, we talked about them bouncing the second round. Dallas gave them some trouble in the first round too. I mean that that wasn't that wasn't a, a sweep or a, you know an easy series or anything like that. But I don't know. The one thing that stuck out to me too after all this stuff was, the narr- the load management narrative all year. These guys just openly disrespecting the regular season, openly disrespecting the bubble. Lou Williams was at Magic City a week before he was supposed to quarantine. And then it's like, okay, this is all built up so our dudes, Kawhi and PG, can be at full strength in the fourth quarter of a game seven. And they fucking flop. <laughs> it's like you're, you're killing this, this push for load management. It's not a good case study uh, for Kawhi to ask for some time off next year. So I'm curious to see how that goes as well. Yeah, and they were saying that they were tired. That's what I, I mean. Was... They're gassed. <laughs> Did Doc say that last night? No, nah, I, I don't know. Maybe he, he already had excuses after the last game. I forget what he said exactly, but and, and even, I don't know if you guys saw this. I think Paul George came out and said something like something along the lines of like, it wasn't a championship or bus season for us. Mm-hmm. Like blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay. Well, he, he yeah, said, apparently not. So. <laughs> yeah, he, he said, dog, we were just out there hooping. Like I don't exactly. know what all, yeah. this, all this championship talk ah. was about. We were just getting some runs in, dog. <laughs> I was just trying to stay in shape. I've been in quarantine yeah. for a while. So yeah, I'm just getting some cardio in, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah let's um, um go ahead so no i was just gonna say like it's it's weird like do you think that it would have been worse if this wasn't in the bubble like if the season had just happened normally and this well, that would have been in L- you think that would have been worse or better for them if it would have been at staples it had been worse because i think the crowd would have been cheering the nuggets during all of this <laughs> so, <laughs> so that would have been an added layer of of how embarrassing of a fucking franchise this is mm-hmm. yeah I think like you're always if if you're in LA and you're in front of a large group of people and you are crossing the line against the Lakers, the Dodgers or USC in some public way, you always are putting yourself in danger. Like you guys probably saw the clips of Kawhi Leonard getting booed at Dodger Stadium, right? Like mm-hmm. people in LA don't it's not even you said the word hatred, it's not really hatred. It's just like people in LA don't like the Clippers. Like there's no affection for the team. And Tyler is like exactly right. Like they have they have more fans this year because they're good. Like they have the Warriors effect going on. But like mm-hmm. a good chunk of that crowd would have been Nuggets fans. And really? you know, here you've invested all this money. 
you have this new owner, you're allegedly going to turn stuff around and you're still getting laughed out of your arena that you're renting space from, from the Lakers <laughs> with yeah. no ban with a Pacific division champions banner up on the wall. Like it's, it would have been ugly. It would have been so ugly. Oh, that would have been so beautiful. Who, who they have for retired jerseys, like Michael Olo Candy? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good damn question. Who, who that's a very good question, actually. I don't know if they've I'm, I'm, I'm looking that up right now. Yeah. That is, hey, that. that's one pro of joining the Clippers in free agency. Yeah, we got all Pick, pick all your number, zero through 100. Yeah. <laughs> you go to the other team, about 50% chance you're going to get the number you want. The Clippers <laughs> one, are one, one player of... has two numbers. Two numbers retired. The Clippers on the are one of three teams that do not have any retired numbers. Oh, my God. Oh, that's not good. Who are the they other get, two? They got to get, get like Ron Harper. Okay, see if you can guess who the other two teams are. Um, there will probably be some expansion teams. The Grizzlies. Yeah. Grizzlies. Yeah. Grizzlies is one. And Magic? The Magic? Nope. The Timberwolves? Didn't the Magic retire like uh, Michael Jordan's number or something? Wayne Howard? Yeah, the Heat retired. Michael the, Jordan. Grant Hill? Uh, the, the other one is the Raptors. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. They got to retire. They'll probably get re- I don't know about that. They, gotta retire they haven't retired Kawhi's somebody. number yet? It's already been a year. <laughs> Damn. Um, greatest Raptor ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, greatest Raptor alive. For one season. Uh, <laughs> um, the other thing, uh, kind of branching off of the um, – you know, the, the side effects of that series or the results of that series. Are you guys as Braun slash Laker fans? Well, actually, Mike, are you, are you a, a lifelong Lakers fan or are, yes. are you also? Okay. Mm-hmm. You guys worried about the Nuggets at all? No, and, and I don't say that disrespectfully, like, you know, hats off to them. But, yeah, it's it, – um, the Nuggets were hunting out, you know, Lou Will and Montrez, and there's nobody on the Lakers who you can hunt out like that. Good you point. know what I mean? And um and I think AD is gonna you know give uh, Nikola hell, you know. So I, I I just think it's a real good matchup for the Lakers here. And like I said, no disrespect to the Nuggets. It would have been all disrespect to the Clippers if we were talking about this here. But <laughs> but no disrespect yeah. to the Nuggets on this one. We I, you know the Lakers made the decision. Frank Vogel made the decision to not play any dudes that you could hunt out like that. And you know they yeah. made the gamble to say we're gonna have some games like game one against the Rockets or especially game one against the Blazers where our guards are not hitting any shots. And so it's five guys in the paint to keep LeBron from driving and to try and force AD to become a jump shooter. And fortunately for the four games after both of those game ones, you know, KCP, Danny Green, Alex Caruso, like they're making enough jump shots that we don't have to come out of the defensive lineup. And yeah. If we stay in the defensive lineup, no, because exactly what Tyler said, there's no one to hunt. Like, you're going to force the switch to get, you know, KCP in front of Jamal Murray. Like, he's not scoring 40 points like KCP either. So, <laughs> as long as those dudes hit shots, the, whole, the only thing that worries me in the remainder of the playoffs for the Lakers is if they have two or three games in a row where the shots aren't – the wide-open shots that LeBron creates aren't falling, what do they do at that point? Because you can't lose three games in a row going – well, at some point, the open shots are going to go in. You know what I mean? You could lose yeah. one game like that. You could maybe get through two. But if that, if that becomes a trend, that's really the only thing that I worry about. I'm sure that's what they're talking about in practice. Bro, yeah. if you shoot 40% of uncontested three-pointers, you're an NBA champion. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we just yeah, need fair. you as an NBA two-guard to be able to do that. <laughs> when, when's that series start? Tomorrow? Friday? Yeah. It does? Nice. Um, I have a quick question. So obviously the, the reaction to 
Clippers Nuggets, I think was warranted. But you mentioned earlier kind of briefly about, you know, they lost game one to Houston, they lost game one to Portland. We've talked about this on our show a few times. Do you guys feel more than any other time in recent memory, there's been more like overreaction, crazy narratives on literally a game by game basis, this playoffs than, than before. Like for example, as soon as they lost that game one to Portland, you have guys like Charles Barkley talking about a sweep and LeBron needs help. Same thing with Giannis. Um, same thing with the Houston loss. Is it, is it, A, do you, do you agree with that? And B, do you think it's maybe because there's just not as much other shit going on right now and we kind of have to, we need people to watch first take one way or the other. So have you guys kind of noticed that trend a little bit as far as kind of narratives and headlines? Yes. Quarter by quarter. I I have definitely noticed some some overreactions. I've noticed some overreactions from my good friends as well (laughs) in these situations. I won't say any names, but yeah, yeah. yeah, You know, I I, I think a lot of people want to get, you know, in front of the whole, you know, the, the furloughs got people rusty, you know, right? But I think we're past that point now. Um, I like I said, I've been on the side of things where like no lead is safe in in, in oh the, oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. When you take when you take home court out of it, like a o two hole or a three one hole, as we've seen in these in these mm-hmm. playoffs on neutral floors, that's not a death sentence anymore. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like Good you got to come with your shit every night, bro. Doesn't it feel a little? Number one, I think it feels a little more like college, like a little. March Madness vibes. And then I saw something to support your point. I want to say that it was like home teams were less than 50% um, winning percentage in these Mm -hmm. bubbles, obviously. It's probably 50-50. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, I mean, even just thinking, like, we're Celtics fans. Like, talking about that series with with Toronto, realistically, it's like all all that stuff going on. Going into Toronto for a game seven is a completely different – environment completely different game than game seven in the bubble you'd say that probably about any series given who's the higher seed but but yeah i like i think i've seen 50 Giannis jersey swaps on twitter since like since the day they went down like 2-1 to miami or even 3-0 or whatever it was it's just fucking crazy because you know you tune into guys like you know skip bayless is doing his thing uh i don't know colin cowherd's doing his thing guys like clay travis they have these narratives and it's like no matter what happens in the game, they just go out of the way to find a way to formulate it into their narrative to keep people coming back. That's why sometimes I just like watching the damn games and then yeah. and like taking a little break from seeing the reactions. And I, I, I wouldn't say I think you're wrong. I would just say I think like that's those guys' jobs and that, that was their job last year too. But there's yeah. so much less to it, – it's not necessarily that there's less to react to now, but I think there's like less original content to see too. You know what I mean? So I, like, I, I guess, yeah. So it's yeah. so you know the Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless says something stupid, and like, I don't know what's in the, like what's going to trend on Twitter at this point. It's just mm-hmm. people talking. You know, I mean, it's like sports <laughs> happening or people talking. Those are the only two events occurring in the world. So yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> yeah, it's it's either it's either the like happenings or the reactions, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And there's only so many of each. So. I did overreact to the two game one Lakers losses. That's what Tyler was referring did you? to. John, oh, okay. John, John and I were both like, like pretty stressed out after, especially game one against the Blazers. Yeah. I think that's way more warranted than the Rockets one. I, I, well, I can see that. Game because it fit into what everyone was saying. People saying this is the scariest eight seed ever, and then they fucking yeah. lose. Well, and on top of that, to me, the, it, for me, it was more that my anxiety, since Avery Bradley said he's not coming into the bubble, yeah. my, whole, my whole anxiety is, are we going to be able to shoot enough three-pointers? I just like, as great as Braun and AD are, we're not going to win shooting exclusively two-point baskets. It's just like not that NBA anymore, right? Yeah. Especially with the, the teams we have to go through in the West. So 
when they come out and shoot, what was it, Tyler? Like seven of thirty-six? Oh, yeah, or yeah. They were they what what five for thirty-two? I think that. Game. <laughs> yeah, five yeah. for thirty-two. And so you're like, look, and I mean the Blazers are notoriously not the most engaged defensive team either. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, that, that's so that's where my stress came from. I think John was worried because it was like a little bit like Santa didn't show up. That like he felt like Brock <laughs> was like <laughs> like. The springs were a little bit rusty, you know what I mean? Uh, sure. But for me, it was just like, I believe Braun and AD will be either the best two players or two of the best three on the floor in every game for the rest of the playoffs. But if everyone else misses every shot they take, it doesn't yeah. really fucking matter, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. It's almost, it's almost the same argument as like you said with the Clippers. Like, it's just, I've seen this movie before. It's inevitable. Here's what's going to happen. You can make the same argument for Braun, like, especially he was back in the Eastern Conference. He had some good series against – or Celtics rather had some good series against them. Didn't matter. It was like, we can go up 2-0, 3-0. It's just inevitable. This dude's going to the finals. He's been doing it for 10 years. Like, you know, it's, it's just like there's no, there's no scientific reason to believe a LeBron James team isn't going to the NBA finals. Right. <laughs> like over the course of those 10 years. We don't have enough data to support that. No, I, I, can, I cannot <laughs> argue this fact. But last, uh, last basketball question, then we'll, we'll get into the uh, – the funny shit, the funny Twitter shit. Um, obviously, with you guys now playing the Nuggets, my question is, who do you guys – and I want both of you guys to answer this. Who do you guys think is the baddest white dude in the league? So there's – I have three candidates. There's Luka, <laughs> there's uh, Jokic, and then there's Michael Porter Jr. Who's the baddest white <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, think, I, 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 I think Tyler Harrow is an honorable mention. Yeah, that's a bad motherfucker. Oh, yeah, he's but, a bad dude. Yeah, yeah, he's a bad boy. But yeah, he's it's just scary Luka, old dude. It's Luka, I, it's like Luka is probably going to be the Vegas favorite for MVP next season. Like, you think he's yeah. that good? You think Luka's first should have been first team All-NBA? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No doubt? Yeah. That's yeah. The only Him and Pascal Siakam are the only two I was kind of – that seemed kind yeah. of strange. I don't know. Yeah, pass. I don't know. Second, second team All NBA, Pascal Siakam. Oh, he was. That seems. That seems. I don't know. I. I, I think we talked about this before. If, if it should be more of like a positionless kind of thing, because I. I. Do, if you just took a poll of you know, NBA Twitter, anyone, do you think a lot of people have Pascal Siakam a top ten player in the NBA? Not at all. Okay, so theoretically he is if he's on second team All NBA, but there's only so many you know forwards, centers, whatever, whatever he identifies himself yeah. with. But and, and it's usually you know I'm not too big into awards, but I really started paying attention to it more. If you remember a few years ago, it was interesting when Gordon remember like Gordon Hayward's max contract was fucked up because he didn't make yeah. a first team All NBA uh, roster, and right. then I was like, oh, like this shit actually kind of does matter to a lot of people, and it's like, oh. You got spicy yeah. pee in there, and then there's some other people who <laughs> might have yeah. Brad, Brad, Brad Bill getting left off there. I think there's a case oh, for that. Like 30 good points per game. Like Seriously, what else do you want me to do? <laughs> you know? Get off the way. enough, I got playing yeah. Washington all day. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> actually, kind of, a, kind of jumping off that real quick. Just haven't seen how Jokic puts up those ridiculous one-footed, like, like right footed jumpers and seeing that like a guy like that can do well in this league in 2020 with all the athletes around him. Do you guys think I, I, this just came to my mind. What do you guys think that says about like, if Larry bird was put into this era, do you think that helps his case? 
Yeah, I, I always thought you could put Bird in any era and he'd kill because he didn't get by on athleticism. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's, he, he's, he's not a guy, like, you can have questions about, like, you know, would an, would an athletic freak like Dominique, would he translate well with the schemes and such? But a dude like Larry Bird, you know, who can't jump over a phone book, like, he's going to get his buckets regardless, <laughs> though. You know? So, yeah. Yeah, I always thought Larry Bird could kill in any era. It's like th- there's a, there's athleticism, there's skill, and then there's attitude. And yeah. yeah, I would take the guy who had the skill and the attitude over the people who had athleticism. If you talk about moving someone forward, um, moving someone backwards, give me the most athletic guy and put, you know, oh, yeah. put, try and tell Bob Cousy to stay in front of Russell Westbrook. Bro, you know what I bro. mean? Like that, yeah, right. <laughs> those bro. conversations are fun, but Larry would, Larry would do just fine now for sure. He, Larry, it, Anytime you have a white basketball player who's disdainful of other white basketball players, like I, <laughs> I automatically fuck with that guy. So. Mm-hmm. He used to legit get pissed when white dudes. He's like, "You put a white dude on me." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but yeah, but, but but to your point, Mike, like if you sent Stromal Smith back to like 1963, <laughs> he's like a six-time MVP. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Right, like Pascal yeah. Siakam. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, 1960 yeah, yeah, yeah. is like Stromile get the fuck Smith. out of his way. <laughs> I envision like like the scene out of like Space Jam, like with the UFO landing and just fucking Stromile Swift coming down onto a black and white screen and just people in the crowd just choking on their popcorn and he just cooks them for 60. Yeah. Oh man, that's funny. All right. So transitioning to uh, non-basketball stuff, I'm just going to, this isn't even really a question. I need you guys to rehash the peanut butter and jelly shit. Because I listened to that again today, and I think I know which side I'm on, but I want to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. Well, yeah. Well, you know, I think what, what Mike and I were saying, where John was, was a peanut butter guy. We're, me and Mike are, are butter guys. And John's whole premise was you need more peanut butter to make a good peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You need jelly. And I was like, yes, that's true. But I don't know how you can say that needing more means that that, is, that, that commodity is more important. Because... I looked at it like this, like, like, you know, the Jackson five, there was only one Michael, you know, destiny's child only had one Beyonce, you know, there's four, there's five offensive linemen and only one quarterback, you know what I mean? And jelly is the fucking Beyonce and the Michael Jackson and the quarterback of the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I totally agree. And I would just add as a little bit of further context for your listeners who do not listen to our podcast that, uh, I was a longtime listener of Jenkins and Jones before uh, Tyler and John asked me to come on the show. And to me, my favorite episode ever of the show still was the, a, an episode where they debated about who was more athletic, a rat or a squirrel. <laughs> and I, I, like, I, listen, I think I listened to that episode me. like two times straight through. And so like, I, people enjoy listening to those guys have stupid arguments and <laughs> We I think knew, they're both valid, to be honest with you. But Tyler, how many text messages would you say went back and forth in the group chat about peanut butter and jelly before we recorded the bro, podcast? Bro, I mean, like funny. the fucking group chat was on fire. Baby. Yeah. So, and I've had to explain that to people. Like, this was not a. This is not like a producer saying we need an argument podcast. Yeah. Like this was. Yeah, this was, was, yeah, this was us, us taking that shit to the streets. You yeah. know, yeah. this was us recording forty-five minutes of a two-week-long argument. It's yeah, you were like, no, podcast. we got an argument we happen to have a podcast yeah. we need to publish this shit right <laughs> the people deserve this no that's not funny I, I i listened to it today as well because soapy sent it to me but 
I, I had a couple thoughts because I, I actually, and I think it got brought up because it's either um, John or someone mentioned it was like a, like their new like quarantine snack or something like that. And it's crazy. Like all this shit you rediscovered during quarantine, but anyway. Um, like when you're in jail, you mean? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. However, however you want to put it. Um, I had one thought that kind of made me rethink this whole thing. So I'm also on the traditionally team peanut butter as far as this goes. I always, when I envision myself making it, I'm, I'm a little heavier peanut butter than jelly. But I thought, you know, sometimes I'll put heavy peanut butter, like I noticeably more peanut butter than jelly. And I always tend to regret it because it makes it dry. It doesn't really add to the sandwich. I've also put what I think is not enough peanut butter sometimes. And I'm always surprisingly impressed. So I think right there that says, I guess I'm more of a 50-50 guy, but if I had to go one way or the other, I'd be happier with, I think, 60-40 jelly than 60-40 peanut butter. And some people are just fucking crazy. Like they're in the 80-20 camp and it's like, that's like Mr. Ed status. Like can barely like, <laughs> open your mouth and talk. But I wanted to ask you, oh, actually, Mike, I want to ask you, you, you mentioned you're a father, right? Yes. Okay. So my wife and I, we have a one-year-old. And, oh, congratulations. Oh, thank you. But you're we kind of had to. You're sh- just coming out of the the uh, the thunderstorm, bro. The first year is your cra- that's the craziest <laughs> year of your life. I don't know. We were just on the other day. Like he he was like a really great easy kid from like six months to a year. It only the past gets few easier. months has been a real pain in the ass. Okay. Nah, it, it it trust me, it, it gets it gets easier. So the, first- the reason the reason All I bring right. it up is he likes peanut butter, but he and I've always been a chunky peanut butter guy. We can yeah ask that out later. He can't eat that shit, so we buy just smooth for the house. I've kind of started to switch my thoughts on that too, but have you guys ever had Skippy smooth peanut butter with honey? Mm. Yes. Outstanding. I, I, I have not. I've never, ha- I've never had smooth peanut butter, period, to be completely honest with you. Wow. Pretty radical statement. Um, you should yeah. try it. <laughs> <laughs> I but think no, this is where we have to cut their line off. It's, it's, it's a pretty superior <laughs> product. Um, my other question to you guys was, have you tried or seen the pre-mixed like, peanut butter and jelly like in the same jar? Yeah, with the little squiggly lines of the jelly and the yeah. peanut butter and shit. And, yeah. And your thoughts on that product? On the I, sandwich. it never intrigued. Even as a kid, that shit didn't intrigue me. I felt like that shit was cheating. I was like, bro, mm. you, you. I feel like there's a fucking art to making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and I'm not with the shortcuts here. Yeah, yeah it's I, just I, like you guys. It's it's not inconvenient to make to like it's not inconvenient no, it's enough. The, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, just not that yeah. hard to make a like famously. If you have mm. to make lunch for a hundred people, you're making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. It's not that hard to do mm. to where you would create this abomination of a like shared condiment jar. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree. I think it's a, from a marketing standpoint, I think it's a pretty cool idea. It's just absolute trash from like a product standpoint. Yeah. If you tried it, it's, I'll put it this way. It's a nowhere near worth, you know, saving that extra 30 seconds of me having to spread. It saves you this. Correct. Exactly. Right. Certainly <laughs> not worth it. And I felt like that shit was always in like, I felt like Tom and Jerry like sponsored that shit, right? Like, like, like what, what, what fucking kids in the 90s? Yeah. See, ooh, Tom and Jerry, <laughs> if you don't take that shit back to 1943, bro. No, yeah. we weren't going fucking crazy over Tom and Jerry when we were kids. That's some goddamn <laughs> Great Depression cartoons, bro. That, 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 that's deep in the roster of like advertisers we can get for this product. Yeah. Right. No, you, Tom and some, Jerry. Call Tom and Jerry. We got to... We got to keep the lights on. We need to sell some ads <laughs> on this shit. People aren't buying the product. So we got to make sure we're advertising it the best we can. In the 30s, when they, they went, like in those pictures, they went straight from the bread line to the pre-made peanut butter and jelly line. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My, my last thought on that, on that debate was, I don't think you guys really touched on this. It's obviously a big part of the meal. What are your guys' takes on bread? 
and how different sort of bread and, and how bread plays into the overall experience of the sandwich? Um, you know, I feel like there was kind of a wheat bread revolution where white bread got phased out over like the last 15 years or so. So I grew up, you know, eating that shit on white bread. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I, I eat it now on wheat because I don't fucking buy white bread anymore. Yeah. But I still it's make terrible the best. For you. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fucking horrible. <laughs> right? I've read it's like literally one of the worst things you can eat. Yeah. But yeah, it's delicious. But, but yeah, but but I, I think the best peanut butter and jelly sandwiches I've had have been on like white bread food. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm, that's also, I'm, the- also, I'm also a big white bread fried fish sandwich guy. Like, mm. Soapy's a big uh, fish. Uh, yes, a fried fish sandwich on white bread is so much better than a fried fish sandwich on any other type of bread. Hmm. For whatever reason. All right. Intriguing. <clears throat> Mike, any thoughts on your go-to bread? Thick, we're, thin, we're, we're, wheat, we're, white? We're still, a, we're still a white bread family. Okay. Uh, we'll okay. probably become a wheat bread family when the kids get older. But I, I have this thing of like, I don't want to force too much of the like knowledge of 2020 on them. You know what I mean? So like you still let them <laughs> yep. eat like shitty That's food. And <laughs> it's a great year know. to experiment just eating absolute shit. Yeah, know, for sure. No one really cares. <laughs> right. What do, you, what do you guys, cause this is something that you kind of touched on or uh, I feel like, I feel like John was making the point for you guys by saying like, if you put bread with just peanut butter, it's trash. It, it only mm. becomes good when you add the jelly to it. Have, mm. Do you guys ever do toast with just peanut butter or like a peanut butter bagel? I have never in my life done that. Really? I, oh, I, okay. we, we will have peanut butter toast occasionally at the <clears throat> house. And I'll also have uh, toast with uh, jelly on it from time to time. Do you ever go bagel peanut butter? No, I'm never really like a bagel guy, but we definitely, mm. we, we, uh, we did not have any money when I was a kid. And so we would like frequently have like crackers and some apple slices for dinner or something mm. and so like peanut butter toast was like yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah we eating good tonight right. <laughs> no i just i i've seen people mm. do the peanut butter bagel thing and i feel like that's a psychotic move like it's that a is a lot it's so a lot of volume dryness yeah. I, like how the fuck can you even talk when you're done with that I don't think you do that's like an eat by yourself type of meal you certainly don't like have a conversation with your spouse over a a peanut butter bagel at seven <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Not that I can imagine. Yeah. Like a bagel on its own merit is a, can be a daunting task at times. Certainly. You go first thing in the morning. Peanut butter on that shit. Yeah. 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 It's just adding an unnecessary roadblock to, yeah. to, to practice. Just make a shit difficult for no reason. <laughs> I can't watch day off too. You like, you can't even like eat a bagel during like a, like a TV show or like during a movie. Yeah. You, you got to have something with like commercials. Otherwise you're just going to be, <laughs> Chewing through the whole thing. <laughs> um, okay, that's interesting. And, and I assume you guys stand by those takes and, and John is still strictly peanut butter? Yeah, there's, there's, there's no leeway. There's no budget on either side here. This is just some shit we're going to disagree about forever. It seems right. Like. I, the one part yeah, I just don't get is, is like what Dan said. If you happen to have a little more of one than the other, I think most sane people would be like, all right, give me a little more jelly than peanut butter because I don't want that shit like dry as fuck. <laughs> I, yeah. man, people are weird, man. If we've learned anything this year, it's how different ends of the fence people can be. And <laughs> this is this is clearly one of them. Sorry, John. You're uh, you're a funny guy, but yeah, I can't I can't yeah. roll with that. Yeah, you hear that, John? You hear that? <laughs> you hear that, you Jonathan? Can't fucking roll with your peanut butter, but Jonathan. Have Jonathan. you guys ever had like a legit like scoop spoon scoop full of peanut butter? I, I bought Reese's peanut butter because I thought that shit was going to taste like the 
Reese's peanut butter cups and I took a mm. spoonful of that shit and I have never been more disappointed in my yeah. life. That's not that moment. Nah, Reese's straight peanut butter isn't it, it's it's not what you'd expect. It's not like it's not yeah. like scooping in the middle of a well, dude, look at the peanut butter in a Reese's peanut butter cup. That's not that's yeah. not what you get in a jar. You, well, why you, would you they find advertise out, you find, it as Reese's peanut butter? You know did you buy saying? it? You bought that's, it. It worked. That's how they get us. They got me <laughs> yeah. one time though. Hook, it's line, not a great sinker. business platform. That's like, fair. That's we're a good... gonna get three dollars <laughs> from you to turn you yep. into someone who hates. We're, us we're gonna for get the rest all three hundred thirty million <laughs> Americans once, and then we'll get them back with the Easter eggs every year. Is it crazy that I used to like as a kid? I would go into the fridge and if there's like a stick of butter or like a tub of margarine, just like take mm. a finger scoop oh, no. and eat that. Ooh, that's odd. No. A butter? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, bro. No, that's, yeah. That, 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 that's, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that off camera. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That is. That's not butter, natural. Butter is just straight. It's solid saturated fat. Put it yeah. Much. Correct. You're just like. <laughs> like, like right. you're, My parents said I needed more, so. You got to bulk up. <laughs> Here's a, here's was, a stick it, of butter. You, you, were lifting, you were lifting weights as a kid. I, yeah, I, yeah. I did eat a, um, I ate like a thing of frosting when I was a kid. And obviously we used to Ooh, pound like yeah. cookie dough and stuff. But I, I ate like a whole Sara Lee or whatever thing of like chocolate frosting when I was a little kid. So that's not that much better than butter, but at least has some flavor. Yeah, <laughs> a little more exciting. Dog, no, I used to, the, the most disgusting shit I used to eat just straight out the fridge was raw hot dogs. Oh, and, me too. Oh, yeah, I used to eat raw hot dogs. It's the same yeah. as cooked, really. Yeah, and my mom used to give me hell about that because, you know, a fucking, you know, she 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 was keeping like hot dog count when she, when she found yeah, yeah. out. Was that shit. <laughs> hot and dog she, inventory. Yeah, and she knows a six-year-old isn't fucking cooking hot dogs, so she was like, <laughs> she, she would notice a hot dog too, but she's like, you been eating yeah. those raw hot dogs again. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's mad funny. No, I used to do that too. I never thought that was that big of a deal until I turned into an adult and realized you should probably cook this shit before you eat it, but yeah. probably time, what do you eat do? it generally. Yeah, for sure. That's <laughs> a good way. That's something I definitely want to instill in my son. When in doubt, you probably shouldn't eat that shit if an adult hasn't prepared it for you <laughs> before yeah. the age of 10. Good lessons. Yes. Good. So before we let um, these guys go. Yeah. Uh, kind of wrapping up here. Probably last one for me. I know this is kind of a generic question, but how did you guys get to where you are? Like that's something that we ask everyone because we've had a lot of, um, you know, media and social media personalities, mm -hmm. but like, you know, how did you guys get to a point where you had a show and, and Tyler, how did you, how did you grow your fucking Twitter, Twitter. account? And so I, exponentially. Yeah. I, I don't have any advice other than just be yourself, dude. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the, 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 the Twitter me, you see is the real me, the podcast me, you see is the real me. Like I did this, me and John hopped out and did this shit because we're friends. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't like we were both seeking a podcast partner. We were like homies who was like, yo, let's, we talk a lot of shit and this shit is funny. Let's like record this shit and put it out there. And that's kind of how it happened. And then, you know, we, we got Mike on board too. And Mike's a, a homie too. So that that's kind of, you know, I, I don't know how y'all got into it, but man, just if this shit, just if, do some fun shit with your friends is the best yeah. advice I can give you. No, that's you know, great. I mean, it's that simple. That's pretty similar to what, um, to what John said the other day. You know what I mean? He's like, you know, uh, we're talking about a little more, you know, current, but he's like one of the, I don't know, silver linings of this year in, in quarantine, it's like people have time to do shit. They, they have time to do it and there's not as many excuses to, to not do it. So, you know, like I said, like we, we've been friends for a while. Obviously the three of you guys are friends. You're really not, we're not doing much different, but we're recording it. You know, we're kind of having fun promoting yeah. it and doing, you know, Twitter and Instagram posts and shit like that. There's really, 
it's not a big financial investment at this point, at least it's not a super big time, time investment. Um, it's just fun. And it's cool to interact with other people like you guys obviously have been doing it for much longer, but I mean, when, when did you jump on Twitter anyway, Tyler? Roughly. I, I jumped on Twitter. Funniest fucking story. 2009. Okay. I jumped. Well, I jumped early on, Yeah. Yeah. I've been on there for a fucking minute. I jumped on there <laughs> from MySpace because mm. Wale, the, the rapper Wale was like, hop on Twitter. That's where I'm dropping my link for my new mixtape. So I joined Twitter for a Wale mixtape and here I am fucking 11 years later. <laughs> Shout out Wale. Yeah. The man who started it However many hundred thousand tweets later. Yeah, <laughs> five hundred fucking thousand. Five hundred thousand tweets. Yeah. So how did the how did the the original when you guys started doing like uh, like formal podcasts come about? We started that shit summer two thousand fifteen. I want to say, just you know, like I said, me and John just decided, yo, let's just you know, let's just put this shit out there because, like I yeah. said, our conversations that we we would have would have us cracking up. And we're like, we might, we might be some funny motherfuckers. Let's just go ahead and throw this out there. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah. So, how, how'd y'all start out, man? Are y'all homies, you know, before yeah. this and all that? Yeah, from college. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, basically came about around, like, when Last Dance came out. So, like, yeah. March, April, whenever that was. Um, and we, you know, we follow guys like you. We follow, you know, we talked about, you know, uh, Trilly Withers and all those guys and shit like that. And it's just maybe two or three years ago, it's like, how do you even do this? Where do you even start? we would just record on Skype. I'd bring it over to GarageBand, edit it and drop it on like a free site, like anchor or something like that. Like I said, it's really, yeah. I don't know shit about computers really anything like that. It's just, it's not right. that hard. You know right. you know what I mean? And one thing we found, I don't know if you guys can attest to this too, but we've been blown away by how like just chill and cool. A lot of people are like you guys included, like we reach out to like, for example, we had like Trey Wingo from ESPN on, and he's got almost a million followers. We literally just sent him a DM. Hey, would you like to come on our show? I'd be honored, blah, blah, blah. Not thinking in a million years, he'd respond. 10 minutes later, yeah, I'd love to. Like, when do you guys record? Like, that, that, some of that stuff yeah. is just mind-blowing to me. Now, maybe it has a lot to do with the, the, the time we're in, and there's just not much other shit going on for these guys to do. You know, he's not at, you know, he's not at the studios or doing anything like that. But it, it's just really cool to, um, you know, to, to kind of meet some of these people in – a lot of them are a lot more chill than you'd think. And it's just right now it's fun. You know, we were talking to Mike before you hopped on Tyler. It's like, you know, we, we still work on our full-time jobs and shit, obviously, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's uh, it, it's just a cool, you know, where Twitter is, where media in general is now. There's just so many ways to consume content. It's a lot of fun. You know, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. For sure. For sure. And I'm like sure I that's said, not man, a unique story yeah. for most people, but <laughs> Yeah, like I said, man, as long as you're having fun with that shit, like it's yeah. it's it's fun every fucking time. Me, John, and Mike link up, man. Every fucking time. Mm-hmm. Last one, and we'll get you guys out of here on this. Appreciate the time. Um, Tyler, your like, I guess Twitter, your other name besides uh, Dragonfly Jones is throw that boys to men on. <laughs> Explain to our audience if they're not familiar. Oh, man. But- I vaguely remember the tweet yeah. and the tone, but I want to hear it again from you. Bro, we we had there was just a, <laughs> you know you know the whole versus wave where where yeah, yeah. You know, artists mm-hmm. are battling each other mm-hmm. and we were mm-hmm. and people were throwing out you know hypothetical battles and someone threw out you know a boys to men battle I was like bro nobody listens to boys to men I was like bro I was like boys to men wrote all the all their songs sound like they wrote them laying on their stomach with their feet in the air bro they made like <laughs> middle school middle school hands on the waist from out yes. here from. Probably. that's their ceiling you know what i'm saying <laughs> so yeah yeah that's 
that's just a joke that I have just been running with for months now, and it still makes me chuckle. Funny. And I'll change that shit when it's not funny to me. Yeah, <laughs> them, them hopping on like a, a a feature with Mariah Carey was probably the most scandalous thing they ever did. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Big controversy, right? <laughs> Big risk right there. Yeah. But uh, before we let you guys go, where can uh, where, where's the best place for everyone to find you guys online if they want to keep following you and uh, everything you guys got going on? Uh, everyone probably already follows Tyler. So if you follow Tyler, True. his pin tweet about half the time is uh, one of the Jenkins and Jones podcasts, but you can search. We have an account uh, that just tweets the links to the podcast as well. Perfect. Or you can search for us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, any of that. And uh, we also have a Patreon that people have been very supportive of, which we appreciate uh, where we put up like exclusive episodes and videos and all that good stuff. So we're basically on the internet is where you can find the shit. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, fellas. Thanks for, uh, thanks for stopping by. I appreciate your time. This was a lot of fun. Sure, man. Appreciate you having us, bro. Thanks guys. guys. We out of here, baby. We out of here, baby. We out of here, baby. Swag out of hundred climbing, baby. Yeah. Lights of a dawn, lights keep glowing. Coming in the club with that fresh shit on, with something crazy on my arm. Uh-uh-uh. Here's another hit, Barry Bond. 